Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. In today's special how-to episode, I will be having a nice chat with Kimberly Jones, who is a member of my Spirit Life Circle and has some great experience and insight in evangelism. Today, we will specifically talk about presence evangelism. Presence evangelism is about inviting God's presence so that you are seeing, hearing, feeling, and sensing his heart and will for a person. It would look like God highlighting a person he wants you to bring to him and directing what you should say and do. And it will include Holy Spirit manifestation gifts, such as words of knowledge, miracles, healings, etc. The Holy Spirit can release any of those things at any time, according to the circumstance. It is essentially evangelizing by surrounding yourself 100% with the will and power and guidance of the Holy Spirit. So I'm so happy to have you, Kimberly. Welcome to- Thank you. You are a multi-hat wearer. So please <laughs> introduce yourself and share about your heart for ministry and a bit about your connection with Spirit Life Circles. Okay. Yeah. So I live in New York City. I do evangelism in New York City. I also do some speaking, working on a book. I lead you know, ministry in New York City. My heart is to see believers really come on fire for God learn how to abide in him, learn how to do evangelism, whether it's street evangelism or in their relationships, but to, to do that as a regular basis. At some point, I'd love to build some revival communities of believers who are doing doing that and doing that together in community. Yes. Well, oh my gosh. It's been such a blessing to have you in the Spirit Life Circle because you bring such a diversity of even things to share and learn and experience. And you've had so many wonderful stories about uh, impact that you've had on the streets of New York. But first, tell us a little bit about your connection with Spirit Life Circle, how long you've been involved, and what you can say to people about it. Oh, you know, that's a good question. I think it's, it's been a couple of years, at least about a couple of years. And it's just been a great, I'm in different small groups, but this is a unique group for me because it's really just focused on you know, gentle accountability for community engagement and hearing God's voice. Like each week we share how God is speaking to us. And then we listen for what God is saying in that moment. And then we share what God is saying. And it's, it's just a really powerful mentoring time for me and ability to, to hear what God is saying to and through other people. And sometimes God is speaking to another person, but he's also speaking to me. And it's just, yeah. And there are many groups in the world that really do that on a regular basis that I've found, you know, really connecting intentionally to what God is saying in, in community. Yeah. And interestingly, I mean, one of the reasons I asked you about Spirit Life Circle is that the skills we practice in the circles are the exact same skills that you need to do presence evangelism. Yeah. And so it's great practice in the circles. So let's shift back gears and just add, I just want you to share a bit about a story about how God put evangelism on your heart specifically, how you wound up being interested in that. So it's not, it's not a one um, situation thing. I've, I've always gone to churches where they talked about evangelism, but they didn't really give on roads for doing it. So it's just kind of like this shame, like if you're not doing evangelism, you're not a good enough Christian. Hmm. But I've always had a heart for the lost and I've gone to some churches where we try to do evangelism, but we were more like passing out tracks, which for me didn't feel like it was the most effective. 
Then in New York City, I got connected to a ministry called Love New York, which is really also intentional about hearing God's voice when doing evangelism and doing street evangelism as kind of a learning lab for any other kind of like friendship evangelism. So they're very intentional about often giving people opportunities to go out and do evangelism. That was really where I really grew much more as evangelism. Although I do have done evangelism before, that's that ministry because there were so many opportunities to do it. That's where I really grew. So practice. Practice. Yeah. This is actually one of the keys here, which kind of is a little bit of a segue into my next question, because the biggest issue that I believe people have with evangelism is fear. Yeah. They're afraid of it. And in my experience, just to pick up on the point you just made, the more you do, the less fear you have in doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I like to say that you grow as you go, you know, yes. you grow as you go. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are afraid of failure when they're doing evangelism. And a lot of times to speak to that, I speak to the fact that God is really doing the work. You're just, you know, giving God your yes, even if it's a weak yes, <laughs> even if it's a, I'm here, God, but I don't really want to be here, but I'm here. So use me. God can use even the weak yes, and he can grow it into a stronger yes. But God is the one who really does the work. He's the one who pulls people's hearts, and he's just using you in partnership with him. So if you're worrying about making mistakes, you can learn from mistakes, but there's really no failure. If you say yes, there's really no failure because God is with you, and he can teach you even through your mistakes. Sometimes people are afraid of rejection. Mm-hmm. And one thing to help with that is realizing they're never rejecting you. They're re- either rejecting Jesus or rejecting the idea of Jesus, but it's not personal. It's, it's important to not internalize that and feel like, oh, there's something wrong with me. There's, it's, not that, it's not about you at all. Letting that go. Sometimes people get busy or they don't want to go out of their comfort zone. And for all of those things, really, what I find is great to do it is to do it in community because mm-hmm. that helps with accountability. That helps with a little more of the comfort because you're with somebody else and they're also tapping into tuning into what the Holy Spirit is saying. And so you're able to kind of do a team situation and it makes it a little more fun. It's not like you against the world, but it's you right. and the other person, you know, and, and of course God is with you, but there's a person that you just see right there standing next to you. So, um, and also, again, it gives you like a system for accountability and it's an easy accountability we're going to meet at this time, we're going to go. And so that's just really helpful. So I encourage people to do it in a group, do it, grab another person and go. Yeah. And that's actually what Jesus directed his disciples to do. Yeah. Go out in pairs and teams and do that. And I wanted to pick up on something else you said, because Uh as I shared with you before we got on here, just yesterday, I was grading a student. This was not the class on presence and evangelism, but the Lord gave her journal entry Mm -hmm. about presence evangelism. And -hmm. it was related to this. It was related to the issue of fear. I'll tell you what the question was that she asked and what he had to say. She just said, thank you for being with me. What would you like to say to me about presence evangelism? And he said, my dear, presence evangelism is nothing difficult. If you are close to me and live in constant communion with me and my presence, my presence will naturally appear wherever you go. So when you enter a room, the spirits in that room will notice my presence with you. Some spirits are uncomfortable and show hostility, and some spirits may feel a deep peace and gratitude and rejoice. It is the spirit's reaction to me 
and it's not about you. This is kind of what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. A spiritual filter for it. You know, anyway, so what he said, he kept going. He said, so you don't have to worry too much about how people react when you go to a place. You just need to focus on me, depend on me, look to me. And I will minister through you. So he said the same thing you did. It's not you anyway. It's him. He said, this is how I serve through you. God serving through you in evangelism. Exactly. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that really cool? That's really good. So how do you prepare your heart in general for a day of street evangelism, but also just for be able to tune into the Lord enough to do this at all? What is sort of your way to pair for such a thing? Yeah. I mean, you want to spend time in his presence, just in general, abiding in him. And, you know, that helps you to, to grow in your ear to his heart. Meditating on the gospel message is powerful too. You know, mm. seeing God's love for the world, seeing what God did as a result of his love for the world, how strong his love is for the world that he's willing to die for the world, that his love for you is that strong as well. And so just meditating and knowing that he loves you that much can also help with performance issues. You know, like the the scripture, perfect love cast out fear. His love for you can help cast out your fear about performance and being good enough because he was good enough for you. Yeah, it isn't about any of us being good enough to do this. Yeah. About realizing that he was good enough to do this. Yeah. And so when you say ground yourself in the scriptures... Uh Um, Are there any specific scriptures that help you ground yourself in the gospel message or in just the ability to keep your eyes fixed on God in the moment of when you're out doing that? I love Matthew 28, 18 through 20. It's the scripture people commonly refer to as the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. You know, you have the go, you have make disciples, but you also have this really powerful phrase. I am with you. And that kind of goes along with what we've been talking about. Like, it's just a really comforting phrase. Yes, you go. Yes, you make disciples. But the comfort that you're doing that with is knowing that he's with you in that process. Mm-hmm. Like you're not doing it alone. You have to figure it out on yourself. You don't have to have the power, you know, you know, he's with you and he's doing the work in you and through you and with you. Mm-hmm. So that's one scripture that I really love. And also, like you mentioned, like when you go into a room, the kingdom of heaven is with you. The mm-hmm. God is with you. So there's scriptures like Matthew 10, seven through eight, kingdom of heaven is at hand when you go and, and the kingdom of heaven is what brings the healing. The kingdom of heaven is what brings the breakthrough. The mm-hmm. kingdom of heaven is brings justice and cleansing. Mm-hmm. And so you're just partnering with heaven to release heaven to earth, like the Lord's prayer. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, to that point, the Matthew uh, 10, 7 and 8, it says, go and preach the message. The kingdom of heaven is near. And then Mm -hmm. there's actually command language connected with the next few things that it says. It says, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. So there is an expectation that the scripture teaches us that when we evangelize, his power shows up, his power to heal, his power to raise the dead. The scriptures that really get to me connected to power evangelism are related to the fact that the manifestation gifts of the Holy Spirit are entwined in it. Yeah. It's not just you speaking words. It's God showing up in full manifestation 
And because even the gift of faith, even the ability to believe God in the moment is a gift. It's the gift of faith. That's one of the nine manifestation gifts. So we're talking about God showing up in power. You are not there to convince somebody or argue somebody into the kingdom with your head knowledge. It is a heart to heart connection where the Lord grabs people by the heart. And in that moment, they're transformed. Exactly. Yeah. that's what it's about. There's another verse I really love, uh, Romans 15, 18 and 19, where it says, I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me and the leading of Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done by the power and signs and miracles through the power of the Holy Spirit. I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. This is to your point about being reminded that it's all about the good news gospel. Yeah. You know, the gospel's nothing more than the story of how Jesus showed up and what he did then in Bible times and what he's doing now in our lives. Yeah. He's a God who saves and salvation isn't just, you know, eternal salvation is amazing, but salvation is also healing. Like whatever problem he's able to come into each one of the situations, the Lord's prayer, his kingdom coming to our earth, whatever our earth is, whatever our problem is, his kingdom can come to that. Yeah. That is a great point too. That verse by itself, people can say that prayer over and over and miss major heaven to earth power here. Yeah. That he wants to see manifest in this natural world. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So tell us some stories about what it's practically looked like for you on the street and and just how you've seen God show up in such a powerful way. This is fun. There is a ministry doing this big event in the Bronx and there was a prayer tent. And when I was talking to one lady, I kind of got a pain in my knee that wasn't there before. Mm. So I asked her, do you have any pain? And she said, yes. And then, so I was, and then as I was praying for her knee, some other things were coming up. So I was able to pray into the, ask her about those things and pray into those things. And she got healing in her knee and, and she got peace about the other, some relationship things that were going on. So that was really fun. Just recently, yeah. um, when I was visiting my parents, for Christmas, we were at a restaurant and I just got this sense that someone needed to be healed. And uh, and I'm in a restaurant and I don't know, like, know if I should ask, like, is anybody here in pain? Does anybody need healing? But then the waitress comes over to our table. And so I'm like, well, that's an easy question for her, just one person. So I ask her, do you have any pain in your body? And she, she has pain. She has pain in her back and her shoulders. And so I was able to pray for her and she was able to get healing in that. And then, you know, I was able to also transition. Do you want to know more about this Jesus who just healed you and his love for you? And she was, yes. She said, yes. So we were able to pray and she was able to receive salvation. And that was just really powerful because it just started with me having this idea someone needs healing and then God leading that conversation and leading her heart to be open. Yeah, that was really fun. That's that's an example of the Holy Spirit manifestation gift of a word of knowledge. Yeah. The Lord would give you something and help you to know. There's a prophetic exercise that the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry teaches where they call it treasure hunting. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So before they go, you know, they just ask the Lord, show me who it needs you. Help me to know. And they'll just get a picture of an Ohio State hoodie. Uh-huh. And then when yeah. they walk through the mall and see someone with an Ohio State hoodie, they'll go, okay, is that the one? Yes. Okay, what do you want me to do or say with this person? So it's all about tuning into the flow of the Holy Spirit yeah. and using the same words. I remember uh, having a conversation with a guy who had led hundreds and hundreds of people to Christ. And I was asking him the question. This was when I was writing my very first book. Oh, how do you do that? And he said, (laughs) um, he didn't, he said, well, I don't know what you mean. I go, I mean, you follow the Romans road. Like what's your process, man? (laughs) And he was just like, never the same way twice. Uh Always just what God wants me to say and do. Uh There is no process. (laughs) right there is no process it's just and he goes and they come to me in his situation he never like Uh went out doing that Uh people would just come up to him and say I heard what you did with so-and-so and and I need this Jesus too and it was like he was the magnet yeah it was just kind of cool and he was unable to articulate essentially back then when I didn't know how to talk about this stuff either Uh all he said was I don't know I just do you know I just I just know from God what to say and do but he Uh didn't really know how to talk about it otherwise so yeah yeah. and that's another example of you grow as you go because some people are still growing in hearing God's voice and tuning into his, his heart. And so it grows, you know, like you practice it and you practice it in groups, like the spirit life circles, you practice it on the street, you practice it with your family, you practice it alone with God, just you and him, and you're going to watch him move more and more. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it, and it might be different because our dance with God is often unique. So it might not like be with, like with that guy, but it might be a different way that he works with you. And that's amazing and valid and wonderful too. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a great point. Um, all right. So let's talk about being able to simply obey a call uh-huh. um, when you're out and you get a sense that you're supposed to talk to somebody. And a lot of people will say, well, I wasn't sure if that was from God or not, or I wasn't sure if that was something I really needed to do. And part of it is addressing the issue of fear again, but the whole how to move out of the not certainty about if this is really a call from God to do with the person. Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't want to get stuck. Is this the one God is highlighting? Is this the one God's highlighting? Just go to, if you feel like maybe that's the person God's highlighting, just go to them. And if if they're not open they're on the side of yes and not yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, just go. If it's not the person, you'll go to the next person, you know? So it's not, it's a safe practice. It's not about making God mad because you thought you went to the right person and it wasn't the right person. God's like, okay, you learned and, you know, we'll, we'll grow from that. Yeah. 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 And the other thing I wanted to share was a question. This is the same student as yesterday. So this is another thing that, that she had to offer in her work. But the question she was addressing is, why do evangelistic efforts, both personal and corporate, often fail? And she answered, I had been trying to evangelize for 30 years, had a heart for it all that time. She said, in most cases, I operated from my own efforts and followed the same dry formula that my church had taught me. And the result was small and with very few responding to the call of salvation. I assumed that it was totally normal and expected to have more rejections than people saying yes. I assumed that bringing people to Christ was always going to be difficult. Before I give you where she 
is now with it. I just wanted to say that's a common thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's a very, very common thing. And part of it is if there's two things I want to say about it before we get into what she had to say following two things. One is that if you expect people to say no, they might. There's something they can feel about that. And the second is if you're doing it in your own strength, the anointing's not there for it, right? So what did you have to say about that comment first too? Well, I think one of the things to keep in mind is sometimes your role, your valid role is to plant the seed. Yes. And sometimes people need seven to eight encounters with the gospel with a messenger before they're even close to open. So no matter how you go out, no matter what the result is, you were successful because God use that. You know, you never know like how he's going to use it. That person might, you know, later that night say yes, when they wasn't, weren't able, willing to say yes in the moment. So you, so never, you know, never discount what God was doing through you and um, let that be part of your conversation with God. You know, like if you're feeling not fruitful, let that be part of what you talk to God about. Let see what he's saying for your situation because each, some neighborhoods are more open. Some neighborhoods have more strongholds. So it's hard to say like what specifically might be going on in each circumstances because there's a lot of dynamics. It might be that because of your doubt, it's affecting your confidence. So people are maybe not as open to your presentation, but God can still use that. But I think it's really good to take that to God and see what God has to say about your situation in, in this season and yeah, what he wants you to do for strategy. So the point I think you're making, and it's a really good one, is that we have to watch what we decide the success measure is. Yeah. It's not what we expect or think. The the success measure is always, did you obey God's voice? He's the one that is the power in that person's heart. How they receive what you do or say is not about you. It's between them and God. Exactly. Yeah. So, so when you have reframed success to be, well, did I obey? Did I obey that prompting? And if the answer to that is yes, that's all that he cares about. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Because yeah. you did your part. Like you said, people could be the seed planters. People could be the germinators. People could be the harvesters. You don't know their life. You don't know their journey or how many times they've heard this or not heard this. So yeah. your job is to just do and say what he says for you to do and say in that moment and opportunity. Exactly. Okay. So this is what she said following her first thing. She said, but recently I'm experiencing the manifestation of God on the street. I'm not trying trying to do that. And it's not from my own flesh, but I'm simply turning to God and allowing him to take over my words and actions. And I'm beginning to see a lot of people repent and come to the Lord. I have a whole new level of harvest since I started doing that. Essentially saying I took my hands off the wheel and I stopped worrying and stressing about it. And God was able to use that. Yeah. And he said, and I know why I am allowing God himself to be the one who ministers to their hearts. Yeah. And that's the big revelation, isn't it? Yeah. What did Jesus say? He said, apart from me, you can do nothing. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. John five nineteen. people that listen yeah. to the podcast know that's my favorite verse. <laughs> 
That's very good. All right. Do you have anything else you want to share about this topic? I think a lot of people, they discount what they have. Maybe they're not the pastor on the platform. So they think that they're not enough Mm -hmm. and you are filled with the spirit of God. So you are enough because you're filled with the spirit of God. So just go with God and let him work through you. Let him train you, let him teach you. And he can use other people, but he's the ultimate teacher and let it be fun you know oh, and, that's and such a good point yeah yeah it'd be so much fun yeah right and yeah. it's a lot of fun to reiterate some of what you've said it's fun when you do it in teams in groups yeah. Yeah. it's fun when you've prepared your heart and you have kind of taken your hand off the wheel it's fun when you decided that it's not your responsibility how they respond yeah right those are all the things that can help make it more fun. yeah exactly. and then when you see god show up it's really fun isn't it <laughs> it's <laughs> Oh, good. It really is. It's so like, it just rejuvenates you so much. Like when you see someone get healed or someone just even feel loved because you prayed for them and the light that comes in their eyes, because they felt like someone listened to them with Mm -hmm. love and attention and prayed for them and cared enough to pray. So good. Love too. That's such a good point. We're not doing this in love. It's not really right. Is it? I mean, no. if, if people can't feel the love of God in it, it's not right. Because people can do the hell and damnation sort of, I'm going to bully you into the kingdom kind of strategy, but that's not presence evangelism. No. I mean, and, and it's not effective anymore. There was a time when people would respond to that. This is not that time. Right. This is not that season. No. God is the fruit of the spirit. He's love, he's joy, he's peace, he's patience. If people aren't feeling that, yeah, they're, they're not feeling him. Yeah. So we want to make sure that every time we do this, we lead with God's love. Yeah. Amen. Allow him to do his thing, which is a pretty cool thing. (laughs) It is, right? He's so good. (laughs) So good. Okay. I'm going to include every link that you have for how people can connect with you in this episode of pattyej.podbean.com. But share with us, what are you doing and how can they connect with you? Well, right now, it's probably just best to say hello to me by email. So the email you can use is revivalist academy at gmail.com. And that way I can let you know of any upcoming trainings I'm doing or if you're in the New York City area, any in-person, you know, activations. I'll do a lot of virtual trainings in the next few months. So it doesn't matter where you are for those. But also if you're in New York, I'd love to do some in-person stuff. Nice. Great. Well, thank you so much, Kimberly. It was really fun to have you. Thank you, Patty. It was great to be here. And stick around. We will be having an Experience Jesus Encounter as ever at the end of this. But Blessings. God bless you too. Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadala.com shop. And remember the code EJPOD to receive 10% off everything, even the stuff already on sale. And remember, they make great gifts too. Thank you for blessing me by your prayers and for being a listener to this podcast. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling. 
our process for experiencing Jesus. This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in the special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. In today's conversation with Kimberly, we talked about a lot of issues related to evangelism, including fear and willingness and hunger for the lost, and how to make sure you're tuned to the Lord so that you may do and say only what he wants you to do. In our encounter today, I want you to ask the Lord to give you a glimpse of yourself successfully experiencing presence evangelism with a person, and then ask him questions about which areas you would need to work on in your life to be able to get you there so that that glimpse can become a reality for you. What do you need to work on with him in order to increase your boldness to share his love and light in the world? Take all the time you need and record everything he shows you in your journal. Well, I hope you learned a few things about presence evangelism today and that God showed you yourself as a bright light to the lost. The goal of Experience Jesus is to help you to live naturally supernatural, experience Jesus in so many ways, so that this would be just another way that you can release God's love and light in the world. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it. And check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.